You're listening to In Their Own Words, our podcast series where people of faith talk about their religion. Today, Zoroastrianism. My name is Malcolm Minou-Debu, and I'm a Zoroastrian from the Parsi tradition. The Parsis are primarily those initial Zoroastrian refugees who came from Iran to India over a thousand years ago, and they were given the name Parsi by the Hindus of India, i.e. Persians. The passage which I'm going to recite is one of the very first prayers we Zoroastrians are taught by our parents by the age of two or three, and it's called a very short prayer called the Ashem Vahu prayer. I'll first recite it in Avesta, the holy language, and then I'll give a paraphrase in English. Ashem Vahu Vahishtem Ashti Usta Asti Usta Ahamai Yed Ashai Vahishtai Ashem The paraphrase is in righteousness or Asha lies real happiness, for it is God's finest gift. Happiness is for those who are righteous for the th- through righteousness' sake. What does every Zoroastrian believe in? Well, primarily they believe that there is the one single God, Ahura Mazda, which was revealed to the prophet Zarathustra about three and a half thousand years ago. Zarathustra is the original proper name for a prophet who was born somewhere in eastern Iran, where today is like eastern Iran, Afghanistan, about 1,500 before the Common Era. In European and ancient Greek, he's called Zoroaster, and hence the religion in European terms is very much known as Zoroastrianism. But if one is in sort of Iran, you're known as Zarathustis, or like in India, we're known as Parsis. But mainly in the West, uh, because of much more religious connotation, we are called Zoroastrians. The belief system is this, that primarily is a belief in one God. Now, I realize that in the 21st century, uh, many of our world's humans believe in the one God. But three and a half thousand years ago, this was a very radical step. And people thought that Zarathustra was utterly nuts, you know, and so, you know, they just didn't believe him. And so it took him quite a time to convince that this is what the world was about. Besides the belief in the one God, one God, Ahura Mazda, is truth, wisdom, light. Similar, I mean, it's the idea is like Mazda cars, because the whole idea behind the Mazda car advertisement is that by the Mazda car goes the speed of light. And that was actually taken by the Master Corporation from an ancient Iranian god representing truth, wisdom, and light. One of the primary attributes of the Zoroastrian god, Ahura Mazda, is this, that God is responsible for everything good, but not for evil, anything that's destruction, death, negative, lie. That is the work of evil. Zoroastrian scripture said that this world was created by the omniscient creator, Ahura Mazda, It is a battlefield between the forces of good and evil. While the purpose of creation, specifically for the human beings, is to constantly and actively perform good thoughts, good words, and good deeds, thus assisting God in defeating evil and destroying evil forever and making the creator God, Aura Mazda, truly omnipotent. Zoroastrians believe 
that all creation has got one single life. They do not believe in reincarnation and was one of the first religions to believe in heaven and hell, the immortal soul, the saviour or the last human being who will come and strike the final blow to evil and make it impotent, thus ushering the end of time, which brings about the physical resurrection of the body, reunited with the immortal soul, followed by the last judgment and paradise on earth as it is in heaven. In fact, the word paradise, initially, the way it's come into the European language, originates from the Zoroastrian text, the Avesta. What is Zoroastrianism's holy scripture or scriptures, and what is your favourite passage? The holy book is called the Avesta, A-V-E-S-T-A. It is a sort of book that is historically or traditionally was divided into 21 volumes and in three sections. The three sections representing good thoughts, good words and good deeds, while the seven representing the seven attributes of the Creator God. Of course, due to the persecution the Zoroastrians have suffered in the last millennium, by the 21st century, even in fact at the dawn of the 20th century, we'd only had the remnants of one third of this literature surviving. The oldest part of the scripture is the Gathas, which is the prophet Zarathustra's own words, which are actually 17 hymns, which were initially a discourse between Zarathustra and God, and basically sort of outlining what the purpose of creation, what the purpose of his mission, what's the purpose of the nature, what human beings are meant to be doing, the purpose of creation, etc., and how the world will sort of come to an end. And they are the holiest part of the Zoroastrian scriptures as such. One of my favorite passages is this, that in sort of in the part of the Gathas, where one of Zarathustra's earliest sermons to the public, when he says, listen with your ears to the best of things, reflect every human being for themselves. Now, this is a very important part in Zoroastrianism because we are always encouraged to question. We can even question God because the purpose behind that is that we want to ensure that what we are doing is the work of God and not the work of evil because the best trick in the world of evil is to make it camouflage, is parasitical, to make it sort of camouflage, it is not evil. At the end of the day, the purpose of questioning is that we ourselves are individually responsible for our own thoughts, words and actions, not only in the physical world, but also the impact it has in the spiritual world. Because in Zoroastrianism, the both physical world and the, and the spiritual world are one. And the battle between good and evil is simultaneously taking place in both worlds. How do you become a Zoroastrian? One has to be born into the faith. Zoroastrianism is one of these faiths which as such do not religiously proselytize. Primarily because Zoroastrians believe that all religions come from God. And they see all religions as allies fighting the good battle against evil. By extension, if religion comes from God, it has to be good. Because God is perfect, God is omniscient, God is good. Therefore, by extension, religion is created by God, given to humankind by God, hence it has to be good. So that is one of the reasons why we see religions as being mutual allies fighting the same battle to defeat evil and bring about paradise in this world. Tell us about some important Zoroastrian customs and festivals. And for instance, tell us your favourite custom and your favourite festival. Of course, being an old religion, we have got a lot of customs and of course we've got festivals as well. In Zoroastrian, festivals are very important because it brings about celebration. Celebration, festivity is seen as work of God. 
Zoroastrians, historically, we don't have the concept of weekends as such. We have a monthly cycle. And in ancient Iran, because we don't have the concept of weekends, and we were very much an agricultural type community, the life in the agriculture was quite intense. So historically, what we had was seven seasonal festivals. So the first being coming on the vernal equinox, which is the, the new year. And the seven festivals were brought to the celebratory reason, but also to give people a rest. And they used to last for about 10 days. My favorite festival is, of course, Nowruz or New Year, which comes on the vernal equinox, which is the day when, of course, the day, the night and day are equal on the spring equinox as opposed to the autumn equinox. Because living in ancient Iran, the spring brought in color, brought in the rejuvenation of the world. And that is one of the reasons why it was celebrated, the New Year's celebrated on this particular day. At the same time, Zoroastrians believe in symmetry. So because on this day, the night and day are equal, hence it was a new year. But like all festivities, they have got different layers of tradition involved in it. From a theological perspective, we believe that the world started or time started on that day. That was a day when evil penetrated the world, made time begin, and that will be the day when the Savior will totally make evil impotent. The other factor is also that we, we remember, we call it the Nauruz as Jamshidi Nauruz, or the Nauruz established by the legendary king Jamshid. Now, Jamshid in Zoroastrian scripture is similar like the prophet Noah, except the difference being that uh, in our case, we had the Ice Age as opposed to the floods. But the fundamental difference is this, that in our case, God informed Jamshid that evil is going to destroy the world. And together, we can defeat evil and outwit evil. And of course, Zoroastrian festivities are, you know, like all festivities, joyful. We have, of course, our daily prayers. We have a ceremonial prayer where we meet on a communal basis. We go to the fire temples to pay homage to God. We also, it's important to wear new clothes. And of course, there's all this pre-Nauru's festivals whereby we ensure that the house is made clean. It's a spring cleaning as such. And on the day itself, we go, would go to the fire temple. We would put on new clothes. Then we would go and meet our relatives, of course, initially our parents and family, and then also have a celebratory festival at the community center as such. So that, that is a quite a special day. In the case of customs, uh, for instance, uh, one of our popular customs of course celebrating our birthdays. Birthday is very important because, again, because it's our birthday, we're encouraged to sort of put on new clothes as such. So as children, especially, this is very good. Similarly, we would celebrate other religious festivals as well. Being in the UK, for instance, we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Diwali, Eid, and same thing in India. We have no problems because festivities, as I said, is a work of God. It's brought about by God and part of the good creation. So it's a good thing to celebrate. What are some symbols of Zoroastrianism? And is there a way to recognise a Zoroastrian in the street? You want to recognize us in the street because, as you can see, I'm wearing a tie, shirt, trousers, just like any other person. And it's got nothing tattooed on our head that I'm a Zoroastrian as such. But internally, we wear a garment, which is called the sudre, which is a vest made from cotton. And it's called the garment of the good mind. And around that garment, we try a woolen cord three times called the kushti or the advantageous path. Now, these are the two garments when we are initiated round about the age of seven to about 11, both boys and girls. And we are informed that these are like our secret armor to defend us against evil. Now, one of the reasons why the scene is uh, sacred armor in the sense is this, that uh, Zoroastrians are 
encouraged to pray five times a day. Our day starts at sunrise and not midnight. So the first watch is sunrise, second watch is high noon, third watch is mid-afternoon, fourth watch sunset, and the last watch around midnight. Now every time you're meant to untie and retie the kushti. Now the prayers you recite sort of rejuvenate you and sort of make you understand and recognize what is your mission in life, which is again to constantly fight evil and by performing good thoughts and good words and good deeds. And we start with the prayer which I had recited earlier, the Ashem Vahu prayer. So it's reminding us why it is too important to do goodness, why it's important to righteousness, and at the same time it also remind what the purpose of Zoroastrianism is. So these are the kind of things you know the other sort of religious clothes which you wear. Now, at the same time, of course, uh, like for instance, similarly, the Christians would wear a crucifix, or the Hindus wear the Om, or the Sikhs would wear the Kanda. The Zoroastrians, we have a, a like called the Fravashi, or the, known as the guardian spirit. It's like it's now it's seen very much a part of a jewelry, but it has the symbol is it's half bird, half human being, and the purpose is it's meant to be a guardian spirit. Now, in Zoroastrianism, it is this that not only you can seek assistance from God to fight evil, but you can also seek assistance from the whole pantheon, which is the attributes of God, then the divinities of God, and then also the guardian spirits. Because in Zoroastrianism, for instance, you have to be alive, living, to fight evil. Because once you're dead, you're neutral. You cannot do goodness. Of course, you can't do any wickedness either. So therefore, it's the living who are seen the dynamic soldiers of God. But at the same time, you can seek assistance and the powers from the guardian spirit, from the whole pantheon to assist to defeat evil. The other symbol is also, for instance, it would be a fire urn, because in Zoroastrianism, our place of worship are called fire temples, where once the fire is consecrated in the sacred room, it is there perpetually kept burning. And the oldest fire in the Zoroastrian world is over two and a half thousand years old. We've touched upon this, but where... And when do you worship and who leads the worship? Zoroastrians, we were not temple worshippers as such. We were initial pastoralists. We only became temple worshippers once the Iranians' uh, empires expanded post-559 before the Common Era by going to Babylon or Mesopotamia. And that's the first time we came into contact with the Babylonians or the Mesopotamians and also the Jews who were held in captivity. And it's through them we sort of uh, learned the idea of temple worship. At the same time, we were also becoming much more urbanized. So the future of urban was temple worship. But like the Hindus, for instance, which are our cousins in that way, the Zoroastrians, we can pray in our natural worship. We can pray in the home because the relationship between God and the creation or the creator and the creation is individual. So you, you can untie and retie the Kushti prayers anywhere. So even in your home, you would have a, have a room or a place in a room which is meant to be sacred, like a sacred shrine. Now, in community worship, for instance, when you go to a fire temple, because as I mentioned that because in, in a Zoroastrian place of worship, the fire is, is a cent- central focal point, which is perpetually kept burning, and therefore they're called fire temples. Now, there, the, where, the, where the room where the fire is housed, the relationship is again between, between the individual and the sacred fire, because through the fire, it is seen that God's presence is welcomed, the Spirit of God is welcomed on earth. 
At the same time, like in any place of worship, there are complex buildings, so you would have an audience hall. Now, when ceremonies are taking place, there, of course, the priest would be conducting the ceremony. The basic ceremony is called a jashan or a thanksgiving ceremony, or you have the other rites of passage, like the initiation ceremony, the marriage, or the after-death prayers, etc. So there, the priest themselves would be leading the prayers, and the others would be witnesses as such. So there are two kinds of you know, a sort of worship in that, with the individual worship and, of course, community worship. What does it mean to you personally to be a Zoroastrian? For me, as a person, is to ensure that I have constantly performed goodness because in Zoroastrianism, that's the only way one can defeat evil. In a sense, the Zoroastrians are, in many ways, are quite a militant religion, To and I use the word literally here, in the sense that we are constantly at war against evil. But the weapons of war are only good thoughts, good words, and good deeds. And it's an intellectual battle as well in many ways. And that is why education is important, both for the both sexes. Because in Zoroastrianism, although physically, yes, the male and the females are different, but mentally and intellectually, we are the same. And therefore, both of us are initiated into the faith at a very young age, we are both accountable for our thoughts, words, and actions, and we are judged the same way. For me to be a Zoroastrian is to constantly push further the goodness in the world. Because in Zoroastrianism, we believe that God is immortal, God is infinite. Evil is finite, evil is dim. So evil will be defeated at the end of time. And therefore, you see, cumulatively, all of us can do goodness. And that is one of the reasons historically Zoroastrians do not proselytize. We see all religions as allies of God. And thereby, we can all cumulatively perform goodness. So therefore, in Zoroastrians, for instance, what I like personally, that yesterday was worse off than today. Today is better than yesterday because we have do cumulative more goodness. Tomorrow will be better than today. What do you think is the most common misconception about Zoroastrianism? In Zoroastrianism, I mentioned that evil is independent. We are not 100% sure about the origins of evil. We don't have a clear-cut answer. But we know that evil will defeat at the end of time. Now, therefore, our critics, our enemies of our faith who also wanted to convert us, used to say, oh, you Zoroastrians, you don't believe only in God, but you believe in evil as well. And that was seen as a heresy. So hence, it was a matter of persecution. The second aspect was this, they did not quite see our relationship about the fire and the way we see the sacred fire, the consecrated fire and the temples. And erroneously they said, oh, you don't worship God, you worship fire. So again, our temples used to be sort of doused, the fire used to be you know, doused and destroyed. So these were the two erroneous parts of where the misconception of Zoroastrianism came about. Zoroastrianism is a religion of moderation, not a religion of extremity. So for instance, we are not supposed to fast. At the same time, you're not meant to be gluttonous either. But most of us do like our food, for instance, you know, that way. We also consume alcohol religiously as well in moderation. We don't smoke, but it is part of the, initially in the old age, we used to be an imperial religion, so you had a toast to the monarch. And similarly in Britain, we live in a, in a, in a monarchist country, which for us is very beneficial. So of course, we have you know, a toast to the monarch as well that way. And other things that I also mentioned also previously is the festivities, is a religion of joy, is a religion of happiness. So that's what's important in our case. And finally, what does Zoroastrianism share with other religions? 
quite many things in many of the sort of especially the western religions or the abrahamic religions for instance the idea the belief in the one god okay zoroastrians do not take a monopoly of the one god but what in the history of religions we are taught as i understand the idea of evil the idea of hell the idea of the immortal soul the concept of the last judgment the physical resurrection paradise now these are very much i would argue that they are zoroastrian in nature and i think those one studies uh, religion is is very much indicated there uh, at the same time i accept that people who are of the faith uh, we all believe that our religion is original from that perspective but i believe that at the end of the day the world is very small so we have all borrowed from each other and in a way is positive because that is why we are advancing forward at the same time the ancient hindus or the religion the rigveda and the zoro ancient era are cousins because we are both indo iranians the our sacred language the avesta is the sister language of sanskrit so there are commonalities that stand with ancient hinduism before the upanishads so in the rigvedic which are the five hymns of the ancient rigvedas the five hymns of the gathas the similar metrical parallels similar words used to describe similar aspects of things but except in zoroaster we are a prophetic religion as so while the hindus had the rishis and the sages and and have their path evolved differently so in the modern world for instance yes people do when we have discourse in in religious education or in interfaith i often do get people coming up to me and saying yes that they do accept that there are certain zoroastrian ideas which originate from zoroastrian which has come into other religion